The Chattanooga Drive-In Show is presented by Quality Tire Pros on Cherokee Boulevard, the highest quality tires for all makes and models of vehicles, and the best service in town. Chattanooga Drive-In Show, Tuesday morning, Fat Tuesday. Fat Tuesday, happy Mardi Gras to those of you who observe such things. Hope your Valentine's Day was good. When's President's Day? Next Monday? Good question. I'll find we didn't out. Just, we, didn't, we didn't just miss it, did we? It, we, uh, it didn't fall on the same day. It's on my calendar. As be, between Super Bowl Sunday and Valentine's Day, did it? What the hell's President's Day for? Valentine's Why do we, what, what's I don't President's know. Day? I don't know. It's what are next Monday, the 21st. All right, it is uh, next Monday. Right. Buy a mattress? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All That's right. what it's for. Jim Gaffigan, the guy that does the uh, the the comical editorial at, at the end of Sunday morning, CBS's Sunday morning show, did a thing about you know, we took President's Day and made it a day to buy whites and mattresses. You know, St. Patrick's Day is clearly for drinking green beer. Uh, you know, and all the all the, the other things that are just out there. And and do we really have any holidays left? You know, the Fourth of July has become a barbecue. Um, it was it was a pretty good little bit. I am wearing this shirt today, for those of you who do watch it on video, the podcast, the Chattanooga Drive-In Show, because I got up this morning after. I watched a football game this weekend, and uh, it was an interesting game. And But I, I just wanted to make sure I got up this morning and checked, and a month and a half into the year 2022, the Georgia Bulldogs are still national champions. I just wanted to make sure. Okay. Um, so for those Can of you, can we go back to Jim Gaffigan just for yeah, a second? Yeah, sure. You would like the book Jim Gaffigan wrote called uh, "Food: A Love Story." Food. Food: A really? Love Story. Really? Yeah. All right. I'll, I'll check saying. it out. Just I'll, I'll check it out. I do find him extremely humorous. He is hilarious. He, he played the uh, the dad in that movie I love, Troop Zero, that was done by okay. the the same people that that did Beasts of the Southern Wild. So it has a very quirky sense of the South. Um, all right, let's let's talk about the game. Let's get this out of the way. Uh, the, the the Super Bowl, of course, was played. Congratulations to former Georgia quarterback Matthew Stafford, who slaved away for 12 years in Detroit and wasn't able to get anything done, and moved to LA and finally got his ring. I was rooting for the Bengals. Um, you know, not not going back on my my wishes, but I wasn't rooting for him so hard that it ruined my night that they lost. It was a good game. It wasn't as good as the games leading up to it it was the best playoff season i've ever seen ever no doubt no i I said last night uh or the other night whenever it was a good riddance to an excellent nfl season yeah get out of here i'm done with yeah i know i know thank god it's over i you know you you do have to it was an incredible night it was an incredible night nfl productions are bulletproof it doesn't get any better they made they made one mistake and i'm gonna point out a couple of oddities that i I thought were eccentricities but they made one tiny mistake and they are of course catching hell over it because of the old cliched thinking that we all have and the old analogies and bumper stickers that have stuck around when they cut to that young la r&b songbird who did america the beautiful and they identified her, and she was standing there looking like she was getting ready to sing. It was the wrong woman. Oh. It was another attractive black woman <laughs> who was not the person that they had subtitled at the bottom of the shot. And so all of a sudden they switch, and there's a leprechaun on stage. That's what she looked like. She looked like a fairy. Did you see her? I'm, I'm unfamiliar with her name. Rini you got to really be paying attention to catch any of this. Oh, stuff. I mean, no, well, I mean, they, I was going, who, who is this? She's not singing. And all of a sudden they cut over, and of course people are going, 
Oh, those racist switchers, they all look the same, don't they? I mean, seriously, that, that, that came up. And this, this is the Super Bowl that they gave. Eye roll, eye roll, bef- eye roll. Before they, they went back into their locker rooms for the first time ever at a major, major, can't get any more major, sporting event in America, they did the Black National Anthem. They did lift every voice and sing. And they let Mary Mary, the gospel group from Compton or Long Beach, um, did it. And the both teams stood on their goal lines. Nobody kneeled. They all stood there like the national anthem was playing. Some guy, The black players had tears in their eyes. And I think we all know what lift every voice and sing is. It's the black national anthem. And it, there's a lot of push to make that become a separate anthem, which I think you know part of me would hate. Part of me would understand, but then they they filed off the the field. So Black Lives Matter showed up. Then they come back out, and of course we have right before they do the coin toss, all of a sudden there's Billie Jean King sitting there and doing a PSA, and even Rebecca goes, "What just happened? What just happened? I thought they were doing the coin toss," and it was a whole Me Too movement thing. So they did everything they, gotta, they could. They check all the boxes. They did. I guess. They checked all the boxes, and still because Eminem knelt on the stage, they knew he was going to do that, and they, they had told, no problem they, with it. They, the NFL told him not to, but you know, it didn't. I didn't even take it as a kneeling movement. I didn't. I, t- I, didn't, I took it as part of the show. And somebody the put that in my head later. I wasn't even thinking about yeah, it. Yeah, I didn't and, notice. And then they had the weird mix-up. What her, whatever her name is, the new R&B singer. I'm sorry. And she does. She looks like a fairy. And she even had a go. So earpieces on that made them look Spock-like. Uh, so I mean, you would go back and check it out. She she looks like she's about four six and weighs about twenty seven pounds, but she's got a big voice. Um, Anybody who has any issue with what happened Sunday evening into the night is just looking for reasons to be I'm pissed sorry, off. Yeah, I was gonna, They're and, just looking for and, reasons. And they'll find them. Um, some things to note. By the way, we're gonna alter the layout of today's show. I haven't told you this yet, Brian, but I'm just gonna take my editorial time, our editorial time today. I'm gonna steal it. And I did have, I want to get this out there as soon as possible, a very, very in-depth and lengthy and involved conversation with a very well-placed, high-ranking, um, incontrovertible source inside Erlanger about all the changes going on over there. I will let that source remain anonymous. He'll be coming and talking to us later when things are um, a little bit uh, more stable. But I'm gonna just I'm gonna address and I'm, I'm doing it without notes. I'm just gonna just do it by memory. If you guys want to ask me any questions, feel free. But there was a couple of tidbits in there that I think they are worth sharing. But um, a big night for hip hop, no doubt about it. Uh, Excellent halftime. Hip hop. I have often said rap concerts, and that's about before I even knew hip hop existed. It was rap was rap. Um, they're just notoriously bad. Uh, they are. The sound quality is usually terrible. Uh, the musical involvement in the shows, if they're not tracking. They don't tend to do very well. I've mentioned the fact, and I hate to sound racist, the Beastie Boys is one of the best rap shows I've ever seen simply because they played instruments, and that means a lot to me. Uh, but, I mean, it was a big night for hip-hop. That was a well-pulled-off halftime show. I thought show. it was fantastic. Um, it had just enough production to make it yeah. really fun, but not yeah. like not like some kind of Avatar-style yeah, exactly. weirdness. Yeah. Like, was, the weekend last year was just so that was, weird. I, and see, that, that we had our, 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 our... I love the weekend. Our son from Nashville, Cody, who is the sports fan in the family, you know, he was saying how much he loved that show. I said, it was horrible. 
It had absolutely no redeeming value whatsoever. I couldn't find anything good to say about it. Just Th- odd. This show I thought was actually very, very, very good. Mm-hmm. Um, how about SoFi Stadium? My God. Uh, I was looking at the comparisons <laughs> between the ownership of the Rams. Just the stadium itself cost $5 billion, and that was without any public money. And so you've got Stan Krenke, the owner there, who you know owns – how many teams does he own? He owns the Nuggets, the Colorado Avalanche, the Colorado Rapids, the soccer team, the Arsenal FC, the huge soccer team, I didn't know a club uh, organization in, in um, the UK. Uh, so, I mean, he owns uh, – he, he's like sports monopoly guy. <laughs> and then you go to the other extremely rich owner, Mike Brown of the Bengals, who is a tightwad, cheap, cheap, cheap ass – and you know they practice in a stadium that's 100% completely taxpayer funded. Two completely different approaches, both end up in the Super Bowl, and it could have just as easily gone if Joe Burrow, if that lineman had just looked up and seen the ball. I don't know if it would have been called a lateral or if it would have been you know some sort of. I have no idea what it, but but as he was going down and he threw that ball out, if that guy had just been paying attention one tenth of a second earlier. He could have caught it. Whether he'd have been able to maintain possession or advance it, being a lineman, I don't know, Brian. I'm not a rules guy. I don't know either. I'm just happy that Burrow and the Bengals got beat because I hate them so bad I can't see straight. And the Titans are better than both of those two teams. The Titans are better than both of those two teams. If you you thought the Titans had, had won over the Bengals, would they have then beaten the Chiefs and beaten the Rams? I wouldn't have. I would not predict they would beat the Chiefs, no, because that's a that's a bad bet. Um, but they are better. They're not better than the Chiefs. Titans are not better than the Chiefs, but they are better than the this Bengals, has, and they are better than the Rams. This has nothing to do with teams or anything. But one day, uh, this was a, a long time ago now. I think you were you would you were out that day at, at the other station. Yeah. We actually had uh, Mr. Chicago in. Yeah. Along with the guy who helped put together this, this that, so that's, far. that stadium. Yes. Yeah, I, rem- cool. I remember, it was yeah, I remember the, the, it was a the, great interview. Did he call you Kevin? Did he call you by Kevin? <laughs> <laughs> Very interesting the way they, they put that together. Now, um, let me uh, let me say real quick before we go any further, thank you to Quality Tire Pros and, and being our presenting sponsors. And if anybody has any comment on anything said today, particularly in the upcoming uh, editorial segment where we're going to be basically dealing with anonymous sources, which I know make people nervous. You're going to have to trust me on this one. 301-9229 if you have anything to say at all about what you hear on the show. If you feel like we've gone down the wrong road or we're not covering something properly, give us a ring and let us know. Um, Congratulations also to Andrew Whitworth, 40 years old, 16 years in the league, and he won the Walter Payton Award last night and finally got a ring. Aaron Donald, who is the best player in the NFL as far as I'm concerned, won the most valuable defensive player of the year fourth time in a row. He is He's good. No, nobody can stop him. Nobody can stop him. Anytime he was not double teamed, he made the tackle. No matter what was going on. He just he's monstrous. Um on the on the commercials, everybody's gonna be talking about the commercials. Um, must me. must all electric vehicles be ugly? Uh, no, the Ionic looks really good. <laughs> I don't think it does. I saw the oh, commercial and I, and I don't and, and you know what? And you said I can't remember if it's Kia or who's doing Ionic the, on the, the last show. And I actually saw the commercial and I still don't know who does it. <laughs> was, was that Jason I, I, I Bateman? Sti- no, no, okay. I, no. I don't. I, th- I don't. It. I don't think it was. It, I, it. But it got lost. There were so many electric. They all look the same. They look like they're. 
the carved models that are the percussors to the <laughs> yeah. real cars well, that's the problem, after the though. real designers start putting edges and lines on them. That's the problem. They're though, boxes. Like, all sedans kind of look the same now, though. Got me, but they just they just are they don't look futuristic. They no. don't look throwback. No, I wish they don't they would. look aerodynamic. They look like big boxes, electric boxes rolling down the road. I know. I want my car to be more like wedge liked. The um, I thought <laughs> you know some of the better commercials. I thought the Keeping Up with the Joneses one was good. Mm -hmm. It took me a while to finally grasp what they were doing yeah. with Tommy Lee Jones and mm -hmm. Leslie Jones and Rashida Jones. And then, you know, <laughs> the Jonas brother shows up, Nick Jonas. And, you know, Tommy Lee Jones looks at him and goes, whoever you are. You know, showing the, the generation gap that I certainly appreciate. Um, did anybody else notice the old switcheroo? What happened to Charlotte Mabry? Charlotte, what did you do? Barbara Corcoran did the exact same commercial she did for years for Charlotte Mabry huh. for a completely different Keller Williams <laughs> agent, real the, estate agent. Bar Barbara Cleveland. Kirk and the Shark? The, yeah, the yeah. You know, cause she real did, estate yeah, woman? She, she yeah. did that spot for Charlotte Mabry saying, in Chattanooga, I trust Charlotte Mabry. Yes. And it shows them hanging out. And, and I remember in that commercial, Mabry did not ever identify who Barbara Corcoran was, and I didn't know. Rebecca had to oh, tell you didn't me. Know? She never had. They never had her name. They didn't mention her. This woman leads with her, hmm. and I thought that might have been one of the sticking points, or she may just sell this commercial. Fill in the blank. I will show up with you for a quick shoot. Oh, that, well, that, that, yeah. Of course, that's what Here's she the does. copy, and I was going to say, and Charlotte just and her her contract ran out, and this woman just stepped up. Wait, so but, Jeff, if you went to another market and you saw another Barbara Corcoran commercial, would you be like, wow, she does it for two people? In the same market? <laughs> no, in, in the same market, that's unusual. Though. Yeah, no, I mean, it the is. same copy, the same approach, the same setup, the same place they went dining. It was a contract. You know, wherever they were. Yeah. But anyway, I yeah. thought it was pretty interesting. Well, for a culture that can't wait to get commercial free music and commercial free radio and com I don't want commercials, and then we get to the Super Bowl like, oh my God, let's talk about the commercials. Stop. <laughs> well, I, uh, I, let's talk uh, about. Uh, go ahead. I didn't see any of the commercials i know i look at my phone during the commercial breaks like i do in everything else yeah. i i was appreciative of the fact that the Bengals came out early now the defenses played cautious but the offenses were running trick plays all day long yeah there were a few and yeah. it's not what won them anything there was one that was i mean when when uh uh oh for god's sakes not moxie mixon mixon when yeah. mixon Peyton you know Manning. threw when mixon threw for a touchdown he has thrown three times in his entire football career high school college and pros every single time he threw it was for a touchdown nice nice record that's efficiency Coop, it, was a, it was a fantastic Coop, game cooper cup cooper cup was the mvp of the game he's massive yeah he's fun. Hey, hey, all right can i can i before we go any further can i ask one kind of uncomfortable question sure sure we are seeing the return of the white wide receiver not tight ends but wide receiver Oh, I don't know if it's in droves enough to say it's the return. Uh, they but seem, there are they seem to be everywhere out there. Cooper Cup is certainly indispensable. Well, he won the triple crown of wide receiver yeah. uh, uh, statistics. I mean, statistics. And he looks just like, he he looks like a skinny kid compared to most of the folks that are out there. And I know if he was standing in here, he wouldn't look like that. He would look like a huge giant of a man. It's like if I but, was on the yeah, field out there. Exactly. <laughs> hey guys, get that boy off the field. Um, okay, and also just a quick shout out. We'll uh, also say for the Olympics because we all kind of lost track of the Olympics. Uh, we took one and two in the new sport of monobob. 
Y'all know what that is? No, I haven't heard of it. The one-person bobsled. One-person bobsled. Oh, and yeah. we took gold and silver in monobob. First time they've ever done it. I actually <laughs> sat and watched the skeleton races the other day. I am unnerved by those things. Oh, it's horrible. And I, it's yeah. hard to unnerve me. Yeah. But I, I have watched them with just this anticipation of just, just horrible, breaking, horrible yeah. neck snapping coming yeah, out yeah. of the, you know, the the track. That's a ballsy sport now. That's what the, the one-man sled that they go down head first yeah yeah oh my god those, did you see the uh the speed skate relays yeah yes yeah. yes those that were incredible so anyway the one crash i saw right. on skeleton the dude just sort of like tipped over and it was really funny because it just took sort him 180 of, miles to stop yeah he like yeah. slid down on his face yeah that's what they do <laughs> yeah. they, 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 it is to their advantage to go limp and let the ice carry them as long as it wants to carry them I know, Not, don't like, fight against i'm it. watching i'm like i think he died <laughs> He didn't. I, no, no. I did. I did see somebody die once, though, doing it. Did you? I oh, sure did. yeah, yeah, yeah. I sure did. Uh, I know what it, you're it was about. A, it was an East Af uh, European athlete, the Georgian, and he went up and he came out just like you could do, you know, at the old Alpine slide at yeah, Raccoon he hit Mountain. That pole. He hit that pole, and and Bang. and and they've eliminated most poles, but they still have yeah. wooden braces that look awfully intimidating when you're going by them at that speed. Yeah, I saw that too. That was in 2010, I think. Yeah. All right, so we'll go ahead and get going, and, and I'm going to take the editorial segment. Like I said, we'll talk about the Erlanger thing coming up, but we got other stuff to talk about, and we'll let Russell kick us off, as usual, with some headlines. <laughs> kick us off. I get it now. Yeah, see? See <laughs> what I did there? Reference. Yes. All go right. long, Russell. All right. Uh, I will wide receive. A house fire in East Brainerd on Gata Lane on Sunday left four people without a place to stay. The fire department says that the smoke and flames were visible from the interstate and the highway. When emergency crews arrived, they found the house halfway engulfed in flames already. All four residents were rescued. Two were treated for smoke inhalation. The Red Cross stepped in to assist. The home reportedly a total loss. One person was killed in a single vehicle crash on Northmore Road. Reports say the driver was headed southbound in the 900 block Sunday, uh, Saturday afternoon. For an unknown reason, though, the car veered off of the roadway and then slammed into a utility pole. The driver was taken to the hospital in critical condition, where he was later pronounced dead. The driver was not named, but it was stated he was a 36-year-old man. Finally, on Monday morning, there was another fire, this time on Campbell Street at around 5 a.m. A family of four and their animals were displaced. Everyone was already out of the home when the fire crews arrived. It's currently not known what started the fire. And waking up from someone's living room floor watching the Super Bowl, it's Dave Hooker. Well, we finally learned that Joe Burrow is indeed human. Dave Hooker off the hook. Sports, the Cinderella dream came to an end as ultimately the Bengals fell to the Super Bowl. And you can't blame them because if you look at what the Rams did, they're just better up front defensively. They were able to harass Joe Burrow, the quarterback for the Cincinnati Bengals. And goodness, Joe Burrow has overcome an awful lot of harassment in these playoffs, and he's been able to remain victorious, but not in this Super Bowl. Just too much pressure, just too much of a shortfall up front for the Cincinnati Bengals. So where do the Bengals go from here? Well, they've got a great receiving core. They've got a great running back. Add a little bit of help on the offensive line. Add some help on the defense as well. And the Bengals suddenly have something. That game could have gone either way. But the exciting part about the Cincinnati Bengals is what Joe Burrow might do from this point forward. And he might, might just be willing to take a little less money than the usual player because he is from Ohio. He wants to win championships in Cincinnati. When is the last time 
somebody said that in a minute. So will he take less money to stick around and sign free agents in the future, a la Tom Brady in New England? Certainly a chance. He's an Ohio guy. It's not as if he's got his eye elsewhere already after just his first full season. So an exciting Super Bowl. We'll see what Joe Burrow does. But maybe it's locked in a bottle for the Bengals. Maybe they get Joe Burrow at a good price, and we're talking about them a decade from now. Pretty amazing uh, what Joe Burrow was able to do, even falling short to the Los Angeles Rams. Dave Hooker off the course. Upfront wrap-up brought to you by People's Home Equity. People's Home Equity enjoyed our conversation with Bruce Dodd, and other people did too last week. And Trevor Glass, of course, that's his partner there. 591-9801-chatmortgage.com. And there were, there, there's no doubt the commercials were heavy on electric vehicles, cryptocurrency, and real estate. And Doritos. Huge real estate. <laughs> Mountain Dew. <laughs> there, people were talking. There was a lot of uh, seltzer commercials, uh, alcoholic oh, water oh, commercials. Oh, oh my I, god! I didn't, I didn't I even. See. I'm literally. I, I, I keep. I would it's look a huge at Rebecca. Right now. I would look yeah, at Rebecca yeah. and I would say, "I'm sure that commercial worked for the demographic." I have no idea what it was for. And one of them was one of those things. I, I couldn't ever make out if it was a soft drink or a beer. Yeah, I'm guessing, I, so I, what I people really, were saying in the room. I was like, oh, "That's." I, I I really didn't know. Give me a white claw. See you later. Yeah, Is exactly. it, isn't that malt? It's malt. No. White Claw? Jen, no. Well, what is it? It's seltzer water. It's alcoholic It's alcoholic water. It's alcoholic seltzer water. Right, but what they, do they make it out oh, of? Oh, I don't know. Seltzer water. Seltzer water and, and flavor. Red Kool-Aid. Ethanol. Red Kool-Aid. Ecstasy. I mean, there's, I su- no there's sugar in there to make alcohol. That's. Yeah. But I don't know what I, I, I don't think, know what the process is. So from what I understand, they make like regular seltzer water, just like Coke does, and then they just... Add, add out. Yeah. I was going to say, and then they just take some 180. Then they just take some old Mr. Boston 180 and just pour no. it in there. You know, and just, I don't, just I don't swirl think it that's around. That's at all how it goes. <laughs> yeah, Brian, I looked it up. That's how it goes. Yeah. Punch, punch. That's yeah, what it is. All right. 151. How does they make white claw? <laughs> Steam Logistics has broken ground. Uh, actually, they broke the building. I don't know if you guys saw it. It's at the old John Ross building on Broad. You know, they're going to add, what, 300, 400. It's always an oh, even yeah, number, yeah. 500 jobs. And I, I'm, I'm not trying to belittle or I, this is all great. I didn't ever use the John Ross building as far as I know. But instead of, <laughs> you know, you breaking, on it one time. Instead of breaking ground with the hey, shovel, they stopping did it. you. They, they, hey, no, just let me finish. It's they just, malt. I, no, it can't yes. be. No. You people. It's no. malt. They hit the building with a sledgehammer. So I, I'll, con- I'll <laughs> continue. That's all right. Sorry. That's all right. Just feel done jumping in there wherever you feel like it. Oh, I was 14. I remember now. <laughs> uh, the state of Georgia extends Medicaid to low-income mothers, and that's something that people have been complaining about down there for some time. So, again, the Georgia State Senate actually jumping on the right side of an issue. And they only get it for six months to a year. It's not like for the rest of their lives. Damn but, it. It is a malt beverage. Yeah. That doesn't. Do you do you not? I, hang on a second. We'll deal with this for a second. I remember going to a taste testing when I was, you know, at the back of the old station, long, many, many, many years ago, and it was for Zima. Zima. Oh, yeah. Zima, and that was a malt. That was a malt beverage. Yeah. That's exactly and, right. And I, yes, I, I remember going is. in with a bunch of media, local media folks and celebrities, and we we're doing this taste test. 
And I was the only one who was actually honest because it tasted terrible. And I said, this is the drink that is most likely to be puked to the noses of teenagers yes, this summer. Yes, and I can attest to that. Yes, and, uh, and that's exactly. And I remember them. they said it's basically malt liquor yeah. with a more teen-centric taste. Well, they okay. would say that. Here's what it summer. says about White Claw. It's a... in. It's a it's a flavored malt beverage, uh, and its alcohol alcohol content comes from fermented sugar hard derived from malted gluten free grains. Well, I, I, so we at yeah. my day job we sell the stuff. We don't make it. I don't know how to make it. Uh, <laughs> they ship it to us and we sell it. I don't you know. Yeah, it's, uh, bat, bathtub gin it for says all I know. right here, Mister Boston, one eighty, old Mister Boston. It sure does. That's what they use now. Yeah. Well, you can also get the Hennessy brand, uh, branded one as well. Hey, do you know much about the bank robber that the FBI is looking for that robbed no. a bunch of banks in Tennessee and Alabama? That was well, a, we're that all was a over the place right no, now. That, I, that, that, well, I'm, I'm doing the upfront wrap up. I'm just I'm saying I just was going to just throw that out there. I don't know anything other than the fact that the FBI this morning released a request for help, and apparently some guy, one guy has robbed multiple banks in Tennessee and Alabama oh, since yeah. December. He has good taste in shirts. And, I, and that's, yeah, that's what I'm saying. They've got pictures and everything, and they can't they can't track the guy down. So do a little search and see if you can't help him out, everybody. We'll try to help out law enforcement whenever we can. Ah, dude, if he's robbing banks, let him go. 3,000 3, more troops heading to Poland. Uh, President Biden getting real hard line saying, we will not rescue a single another American citizen. No rescues. Don't expect it. There's not going to be any airlifts. not going to be helicopters. Yep. We're not doing Kabul again. We told you to get out. If you didn't get out, you're on your own. Sorry. And that's all there is to that. And at the same time, I ought to point out that more information has come out now from Afghanistan about how all of the people who worked with us and helped us over the years, our allies are now in hiding for their life and on the road fleeing from the Taliban because, of course, retribution is swift and it is direct. Thanks, Obama. And it's, it's, it's very, very, very sad. Yeah, yeah I, I, that, was a, that was a mistake. Maybe going in, kicking some ass in Afghanistan, getting out, leave it up to them. You knew it would go back. It would have gone back then. It would go back again 10 years from now. Mm -hmm. uh, we cannot stay there forever, but what a mess. Uh, speaking of Afghan, now this is something Biden did that I thought made sense. We had $7 billion in frozen assets of their money. We are not giving it back to Afghanistan to do anything, not to protect their own people. Right. We're using it for refugee assistance, and we're using it for 9-11 victims' families. Wow. That's, How about that? That's hardcore right And there. that flew. I mean, that, that, that flew. That's done. $7 billion that had been frozen nice. is now going to go to aid for refugees from the Afghan situation, but not anybody inside the country. Well, They're not sending that money back inside the country and to 9-11 victims' families. You know, it used to be when we went to war, and actually, you know, it's funny because Trump brought this up when he ran the first time, uh, way back in like 2010 or whatever, or 2012, I guess it would have been. Um, we used to, when we go to war, we would like take stuff. You know, now it's like all about rebuilding. But when we went to war, we used to, you know, take well, the, their gold yeah, and stuff. The, the, the spoils of the spoils war, of war. Yeah, you know, to pay for to the victors to pay for the whole, you know, going to war thing. And That's, nowadays, it's like we are giving them money after re, we go to war. We rebuilt Japan and Germany. Yeah, uh, well, mostly Germany. That was worth it, though. Russian invasion. Uh, all right. So Russell and I have already disagreed about the timing. We <laughs> we know we know that the ground's got to be frozen. Yeah. And it's and it's not frozen. Maybe global climate change is helping us. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> on so. this one. Uh, Rev your engines, everyone. They still don't feel good about the, the ground. I actually, this is what I said, and I'll say it here in front of God and everybody, at a very sneaky, in, I mean, down deep, horrible suspicion that they might use the Super Bowl. 
Actually, they, they might have launched the attack during the game since we're their main enemy, mm-hmm. and the Ukrainians don't seem to believe it's even going to happen. I I can't fathom how they could be living such a delusional life as a nation. Uh, the Ukrainians are not. They're, they're feigning it. Um, so if you – I've been following troop movements and people who are interviewing people who are within the Ukrainian military, and they don't want to give any impression that they're preparing for anything because they don't want to give Russia the satisfaction of having a reason to invade. Because remember, the whole narrative right now is that Russia would invade on false pretenses. Right? They would make up a reason to invade. So if Ukraine – Uh, has massive troop movements, the Russians could see that as aggression, quote-unquote, and use that as an excuse to invade. And it wouldn't be a false flag. Uh, Their top diplomat, the Ukraine's, Dmitry Kuleba, uh, said that they have asked the Russians and the Belarusians, uh, what are you doing? Right. And have received nothing. Right. That's not dipl- That's not diplomacy. No. And that, that's that's <laughs> not mediation, and that's not being cooperative. They received nothing. And of course, the Ukrainian president uh, Zelensky has said that the Biden administration's broadcasting of this imminent invasion is provoking panic around the world. So the people we're trying to protect are not exactly wanting us to protect them in certain ways, anyway. Yeah. Um, a couple other things, really fast. Uh, this is just kind of a a non sequitur, but it almost goes back to the Super Bowl. They tried to sting them uh, in time. Do you know there's one Mexican state that can actually trade with the United States on their own? They don't have to get any permission from the Mexican government. Oh, yeah. And yeah. it's the ones that present it. Zapatistas. Except, right? uh, Miko Akin. Yeah. Miko Akin, yeah, where the Zapatistas began. And of course, now the scene of you know cartel wars and things of this nature. But they're big... Uh, export, other than cocaine, heroin, uh, fentanyl, is uh, avocados. And the United States, the the United States, nope, you will not be hearing that commercial anymore. They ran during the Super Bowl because the actual edict came down on Saturday and the time had already been bought, but they tried to hurt them by taking them out of the Super Bowl market. And of course, all the avocados had already been shipped, they'd been sold, people had their guacamole, mm-hmm. and whatever else that was, you know, they, they, they use avocados for. They had several commercials last I night. I love avocado. Me too. Mm, me but too. I mean, there's nothing wrong with avocados. I mean, but they're just trying to basically, you know, you know slap these guys around because right. they threatened a U.S. safety inspector. Yeah, and the, the and cartels did. The, the cartels threatened a U.S. safety inspector, and when they do that, when they come across our line, we can go across theirs and mm-hmm. affect them. And they, they don't want – you have no – you talk about Ozark. How much money do you think they launder through the avocado business? Oh, billions. My God. <laughs> I mean, that's if that's their second biggest business, and that billions. is exactly, by the way, the state where the bad guy came from in Ozark. Just so you'll know. Oh, yeah. yeah. Kamala has COVID. Charles, I got it for the second time and didn't say anything about oh, it. Oh, you last mean Camilla? Week. Camilla. Camilla. I, I thought I, you meant I the vice Lord. president again. I, I did too, I'm, and I'm, it was still mispronounced. I, it is, it, I'm, I'm sorry. Her I'm name sorry. Is Camilla. I've never had the any vice reason to pronounce her name out Kamala. loud. She's the Rottweiler. All right. So comma, she's got COVID. Like the thing you use when you write sentences, comma. Yeah. La. All right. I got you. All right. So uh, Camille. I don't know. I remember that. Holy cow! Cruella, Cruella. <laughs> I don't. I can't Camilla, help you on that one. Camilla Deville. I don't, I don't follow the rules. Camilla Deville. Um, <laughs> I don't even know that what the hell you're talking about. <laughs> Ivan Reitman died this weekend, seventy-five years old. Y'all you know who that was? Yeah, director of Ghostbusters. Uh, Ghostbusters and Animal House and Meatballs and so many others. And he he had it going on for yeah, about man. ten years. He was the one worked direct hand in hand with uh, Belushi to get Animal House done. 
And uh, see, real quick, I'll finish up here. The state, Tennessee State Human Rights Commission Executive Director, has announced her retirement under fire, under duress. She has three different people who filed complaints and that she created a toxic work environment through profanity, demeaning language, and micromanaging. Does she work here? I was going to say, now, I've got two of those three down. Now, y'all, have, y'all have to admit, I don't micromanage. I don't no, manage at all. You don't manage anything. Now, there is no. no management. You just tell Jen to do everything. <laughs> exactly. So, And if she's not micromanaging, then we're clear on that one. <laughs> now, the profanity and demeaning language, you do have that's that. not going anywhere. <laughs> they, they, they can cancel me as much as they want to cancel me. Screw them. I my, don't care. My significant other often says, why don't you just get like a regular job in an office? And I said, because I can't tell them to F off in a regular <laughs> office. Because we have fun. <laughs> and the last thing I want to say in the upfront wrap-up today, and, and thanks to everybody who listens and sponsors, I'll just get that in there as well. Uh, the Cumberland Trail is now virtually complete as far as our neck of the woods. We now have 11 counties. Wow. Uh, 358 acre, uh, acres. Excuse acres. Me, acres. Acres. Come on, everybody. 358 um, acres. Were acquisitioned near Spring City. And that gives us 300 miles of yeah. unbroken path. That's awesome. The CT, it comes right by my house. Yeah. So I can jump on it at any number of places. That's awesome. But uh, the place that they got, for those of you who know, is Stinging Fork Falls and Justin Wilson Cumberland State Park up in Ray County. That was the that was the trouble spot. Hmm. For some reason, they, they, they couldn't get the easements. So now you can put your foot on a path and walk from Cloudland Canyon, Georgia, to Kentucky for all practical purposes, wow. uninterrupted, cool. without amazing. leaving the actual trail. Yeah. I remember 15 years ago when they first started talking about this, 10 years ago when they actually broke ground and started moving on it, and it has come along quite nicely. That is a jewel in anybody's book, mm-hmm. anywhere, all right? Thank you for listening. And this is what they and here we go. We all know how to play. Everybody's got one segment and opinion. Most of them stink. This one, it's not really as much an editorial as it is just me having some information that I'm going to impart to you. And I I mentioned in yesterday's show that Friday morning I made a phone call to somebody that I know. And and, 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 and for the, the clarity's sake and for complete transparency, Russell's father and my wife both work at Erlanger. Right. But they work in different departments. They don't work in the medical departments, all right? Right. Uh, so they're, they, they're not privy necessarily. Your dad might be just by being a fly on the wall and listening. But, I mean, they're not privy to the real inside information on changing Erlanger into a nonprofit. Right. And I said I would put that call in, and I think I mentioned the fact that the doctor was doing his rounds at the time. Uh, and, and, you know, if they're, they're serving on the board over there, they're either appointed county people or they're medical professionals of some kind. They try to keep the, the, the paper pushers and bureaucrats away from the major decision-making process as much as possible. Whatever you got against Erlanger, I'll tell you this right now, it will probably be cured by this move. For those of you who who have this adamant anti-Erlanger response, much of what you don't like would probably be made, you know, a thing of the past. Interesting. By this by this move. Let me let's we'll do it like this. I'll just do kind of who, what, where, why, when. You guys ask me the questions you want to. Okay. Uh why? Because <laughs> it makes them more competitive. This we've talked about this. Mm-hmm. I mean when we first heard about it again, and I I would have thought that we would have at least had a whisper 
because this is something they've talked about for a long time, but all of a sudden, boom, the idea just arrived full hatched, mm-hmm. you know, and, and it's now just a matter of time and working its way through the system. But here's the big one. I said there's a couple of tidbits in here that, that you probably won't hear from anywhere else because nobody can really go on record and say it yet. Um, the why the, who, who is it that they need to negotiate with? Who is it that's going to n- really, truly make them more competitive with Memorial or CHI mm-hmm. or St. Jude's or any of the rest of these outfits out there? It's two words, six syllables insurance companies Ah, when they get that public money they have limitations about their ability to sit down and bargain with insurance companies remember when we had this debate on the national level and people were saying if the government if Obamacare's administrators could sit down and negotiate directly with insurance companies it would be a much better scenario and but when government money comes in these I don't know if they're based on, you know, blue laws from a million years ago or what other kind of, you know, community outmoded concepts are out there, but you have got to be able to sit down at a collective bargaining table with insurance companies if you're in the health business. Yeah. And they have been limited greatly over the years because of that little bitty pittance of money, that one and a half million dollars the county gives them. You know, that $1.5 million that the county gives them, it is a drop in the bucket in their, you know, budget every year. Mm-hmm. You realize the county owns all of Erlanger's assets? No, I did not know that. The, the board directs, the board of trustees governs the hospital and makes the decisions rarely with county influence right. or interference. Rarely. Very rarely. They trust them. They have trusted them for years. But... There will certainly be some of the people in the county, I imagine, who will eventually rise up and say, I question this. That was one of the questions I asked, the last one. I said, tell me who is going to be against this. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I can't find a good reason to be, to be frank. I mean, since, since they, they and we'll, we'll go ahead and go there too. What is it going to be? It's just it's nothing that's going to concern you. It should not have any effect whatsoever right, it, it's on not going, patient care. Right, it's not going to affect you going to the emergency room even if you don't have insurance. It, and, as going to say, and, and they have already pledged across the board there will be no change in indigent care. Right, They will still take the indigent cases. So that has been the argument for a long time. Well, we have to have a hospital that will take the poor and they go, well, who, whoever said we wouldn't do that? Yeah. Mm. And, and nobody's ever said we wouldn't do that. Our competition has said, you know, y'all need to keep those restraints on them because they won't take your indigent care anymore. And we can't. We can't afford to. You know, we're out here trying to, you know, do, do good work, God's work and whatever. And you guys are sucking on the government tit. You know, I mean, this, this brick and brack has gone back and forth. And you can't rem- y- y'all don't remember you're old enough to and been around here long enough to, but you probably weren't paying that much attention back then. The competition between hospitals around here in the 80s was vicious. Really? It was cutthroat. Oof. It was absolutely, they wanted to destroy. They were like, you know, a, a convenience store companies that always say, hey, here's a favorite market that's working. Let's put a, you know, Conoco right across the street from mm-hmm. it. Yeah. That's what they did. Now, the when, why did it happen now? This was one of the things that that really got my attention because we've talked about and talked about and talked about and talked about it. Do y'all even remember last year? Probably not. The rest of you might, but 
the private company out of Texas that came up and, and made an offer on Erlanger, an yeah. unrequested, unsolicited offer. I do remember that. Who just showed yeah. up with a bag of money, $475 million. Yep. It was a company called Stonebridge. Mm-hmm. I remember. Were they into health care? No. 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 They're a private equity firm. They're a private equity firm. So what would they have done? This is something we've already talked about, but now I know for a fact that that's what made it happen. They were going to dump all their debt. They were going to come in. They were going to dump all their debt. They were going to make it, jack it up, make it look like it was super profitable. uh, Patient care would have suffered greatly. Mm -hmm. Then they would have sold it, and they'd have been gone, and it would have been owned by another private equity firm. That's how Mm -hmm. it always goes. That's what happened to Toys R Us. And so you can't let that happen with your community hospital. And so it scared them. I mean, that's that's enough money to buy Erlanger. Mm-hmm. Strangely enough, it, it, it shouldn't be. But, I mean, they had the assets. They could have gone to the table and made it roll upward and upward and upward until they attained it, and then we would have had no control whatsoever. So those po- people said, well, we want local control. Well, you'll, you'll still have it this way. Yeah. You will not if some pirate company comes in there and just besieges the place and takes over. Yeah, And that's what happens in today's business world. And when the other really question that that I feel like getting into right now is just it'll it has to roll through the the process. It's going to take a while, a lot of paperwork going from a public government facilitated entity to a full nonprofit status. It's not going to be easy. And it's going to be time-consuming, and a bunch of attorneys are going to make a bunch of money. Yeah, and they're going to lose money. They're, the hospital, in the meantime, will lose money, but yeah. they say that they're going to regain it because of the ability to compete that they'll gain from this move. Um, a question I would have would be, did COVID play any part in this decision at all? Or no. Or is that just an aside? No. Okay. It does, it, as far as I could tell, Erlanger still, even though they got slammed in the beginning, do you remember when the director came in and visited us over yes. at the old station? Yep. Yeah. And uh, said... You know, we need people to show up for their appointments if they can. Some departments have been closed down, but if you feel like you're having a heart attack, go to the ER. Don't be scared of COVID because, I mean, it's for your good mm-hmm. and it's for our good. We, we're not saying don't come down here. Right. We're just saying just kind of follow the protocol. Well, if you Erlanger, possibly could. Something uh, sort of a side note about that. Erlanger never saw the problems that some other hospitals and other regions did where other hospitals were overflowed with uh, COVID patients. Erlanger never saw that issue. Um, in fact, their uh, what they call census rates were actually lower during peak COVID than they were normally. So Erlanger didn't suffer too badly from that at all. I think that what, what really hurt them were all the private businesses in the medical mall, all the doctors that just used right. them as office space, yeah. who yeah. did all the elective surgeries. Yeah. They got killed. Yes, mm-hmm. they, did. they got slammed. You know, my wife, had, Rebecca, had that hip replacement surgery. That was one of the first of the first waves of elective surgeries that were they they basically said okay come on in mm-hmm. you know and they actually I had a I had a surgical procedure that was uh, aligned to happen uh, right before COVID that uh, it's something I don't necessarily have to have plastic surgery where they did all that work on me mm-hmm. you know several years ago and they took all those abdominal muscles out and I'm trying to get to a little herniated area fixed there but they were trying to get me in they were trying to get me in as fast as they could because they could see it coming yep. boom the guillotine came down so. Yeah, a lot of dermatolo- uh, dermatological appointments were canceled as yeah. well. Yeah. Uh, the um, the whole thing is the process of restructuring has begun, and they got a public relations and public policy group 
If, you got, go. if you've got a big <laughs> public relations firm like Baker Donaldson, yeah. I mean, they've got a building here in town. Uh, you know, they're going to have public policy people on the payroll. So here we go. Uh, the, the ball has already started rolling down the hill. We'll see how long it takes to get to the bottom. But that was the two biggest things is I don't think people are understanding the fact that their hands were really tired, uh, tied when it came to uh, insurance. Yeah. And that, that, that company, it didn't make a bunch of news. It should have. We had other things on our mind at the time, and that just scared them. I think yeah. that scared them off the off the uh, the bubble. Yeah, so, I think know. we were among the few who actually talked about it rather extensively. Yeah, yeah I, I agree that you are correct. That's everybody's got one today. If you have anything to say that you think I'm wrong, or if you want more information, I'll be happy to give you what I can, but I'm not going to give you the identity of the person I talked to. Um, they will be in here when it is okay for them to be in here. I, it's an it's incontrovertible source. 301-9229, though, if you want to call and complain. Um, the Doug category today brought to you by Chattanooga Safety Products on Highway 58. Next to the Hungry House, all your industrial safety footwear and PPE needs. Safety begins at your feet at Chattanooga Safety Products. I got two. Uh, one, this is just God Almighty. Y'all help me. <laughs> the MTG statement with the gazpacho police. Oh, we still right. talking about that? No, I'm, I'm not. I'm just saying it's just this, this aggressive anti-intellectual, anti-science movement that is alive and well in today's grand old party, right. the Republican <clears throat> Party. It has gotten worse and worse and worse. I mean, you know, it's really, it's a reflection, again, from, you know, Jewish space lasers and gazpachos and, and all the rest of the stuff to these ridiculous people who believe that 5G is going to somehow turn you into a robot <laughs> yeah, and <yeah. laughs> and just insane stuff. And then it gets all the way down to the to the McMinn County School Boards. Of the You know, it's just an anti-intellectualism mm-hmm. that is rampant in this country. Check this one out. The anti-vax movement has taken a new bold step in the state of Georgia. House Bill 1000 makes it easy to remember house bill 1000 state representative stan gunter wants to make the rabies vaccine for dogs and cats optional because he had one constituent that came to him and said i'm afraid that the vaccine will hurt my dog has it ever? No. No. No, <laughs> no, it hasn't. There is no scientific basis. It protects the dog. That I ask, ask your vet, ask any vet, ask anybody, ask any animal husbandry person, anybody <laughs> who actually raises dogs, who's had a dog. No. 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 <laughs> There's never been a rabies vaccine have a negative effect on any domestic animal. That's so funny. And they didn't make them for the dogs and the cats, you idiots. They made them for us because rabies is 100% fatal. Right. 100% fatal. And in the 50s, you've seen To Kill a Mockingbird. <laughs> Rabid dogs in the town square was not an unusual thing. Yeah. Having to put dogs down in a, in a public square was something that happened all the time. Yeah, they'd call the police out there and pop, pop. It, it takes one rat biting one fox, biting one raccoon, biting one dog, biting one human. And by the time you get symptoms, you're dead. Dead. Yep. And it's a miserable death. A horrible death. So, I mean, this moron... <laughs> because one constituent who he doesn't identify, let me guess that they had a checkbook with him. I bet they had a bag of money. And, and said, that, I'm scared my dog might get the flu. And said, oh, my God, that's just killing me. Hey, man, my dog might get COVID. And so the, the second one, I'm going to go ahead and go where you mentioned the other is day. Is that Bill Cosby? Yeah, and that's Hugh Hefner. And this is the new... <laughs> 
this is the new A and E docudrama, or is they? Yeah, I think they call it a docudrama, right? Docu series, docu series, Secrets of Playboy. Playing him. Yes, Secrets of Playboy. Yeah, and it's just what a stunner to find out that the guy who had a sign on his front door that says if you don't swing don't ring <laughs> and the people going there know where they're going and they know why they're going it's a shock to find out that they had orgies <gasps> and they did drugs no way and 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 that some of the women that went in there were young and dumb and impressionable <gasps> and easily coerced and so they've got all of Hugh's wives and ex-girlfriends and all the rest of these women lined up. And his and boyfriend. Almost, and his longtime boyfriend. And, I mean, and it does get it does get pretty horrible. This is a 10-part series. Oh, man. Hugh kept, all right, again, big surprise. His, his, his headboard of his bed collapsed, and it had nothing but sex toys in there. And he had housekeepers. It was their job to clean them and replace them every day. No. And, and and all these uh, all these all these well these, they got paid enough. all these women no. are, are saying well they <laughs> no. co they coerced they invited me in and took me to a party and gave me a bunch of cocaine and then I was forced to take place in an orgy. That sounds like something that would happen to me though. <laughs> well, if you if you don't swing, don't ring. That's what the sign said. I'd be like, I don't know, man. I don't think I want to go in here. Oh, come on, it'll now, be fun. Some of the reports, again, you're you're you know what you mentioned last week and or, or yesterday, and you mm -hmm. said the fact that he had a long-standing uh, arrangement with a guy. I mean, again, orgies. I don't know what they were like at the Playboy Mansion, but I mean, they're they're generally free for alls. Sure. You, if you have a lot of qualms, don't go diving <laughs> into the pool. All right, but it, it, he's even got he's even got some of his girlfriends said that he dabbled in bestiality. <laughs> Uh, and they all basically have Oof. come back now, and I don't know if there's money on the line for everybody or a few of them, but I'm, I'm sure that A and E, you know, gave them some sort of compensation or some sort of titillation for their, uh, you know, uh, activity. But there's nothing that really completely, other than that last one, totally <laughs> surprised me. Totally surprised me, and it shouldn't have surprised any. How, how naive would you have to be, some Midwestern corn-fed country girl, yeah. to go die, die? Oh, you know what happened, though. I mean, there's another ditzes all over the place, of course. Yeah, well, especially exactly. back but in like the '60s. It's, it's not his fault they're ditzes. No, put this on the, the nothing to and see here. And I don't think anybody here, put a gun to their including head, including the docu series. Said, yeah, do, my, uh, do this MDA, do this ecstasy, do this coke. Now do this, you know, another breathalyzer. Uh, <laughs> I just, I don't duh duh. You went there. You should have known what was going on. But man, I, disgraced radio show host uh, Jeff Styles uh, canceled yet again. <laughs> what are you doing? What are you doing? I'm even as a, a non-imbiber, I'm recovering just from the loss of sleep over the course of the weekend. We uh, Saturday, um, it's the 25th anniversary 90s night celebration of uh, the Mox Sweet 16 yeah. run. and so That would be about right. They're going to be call, uh, bringing a bunch of... Um, just. It's, it's not just a Sweet 16 celebration. It's just, if you played in the 90s for the Mox, come hang out at the at the ball, at the the ball uh, arena. How's, so, your, how's your memory of that? Pretty good. I, would, I remember exactly where I was and exactly how it happened. I was at the sandbar when it was transitioning. I was too. I, 
We were we no Jim, yeah yeah we Jim were Place the was there yeah, I know because yeah, that's yeah. when I first met Jim Place. Yeah, we were at the sandbar. Uh, we were down, downstairs at the at the sandbar. It was when they were transitioning from music yes. to a sports bar. Yes, yeah, they sure were, and we were all bemoaning that. We fact. were both at the sandbar in nineteen ninety seven in March. You sure were. Oh, okay. My my first wife Crystal and and her best friend, a very good friend of mine, uh, were on their way to a girls' weekend in in Panama City, and they stayed for the whole game. And I remember standing up on the chair in the back of the room and hearing JR, you know, say those those famous words. It's official Cinderella's from Chattanooga. Okay, well, hold on. Maybe it wasn't because there was th- there's three games. There's the winning the conference championship. Yeah. Then there's beating Georgia. Yeah. And then there's – who did they beat to win this? No, I said my, my memory was good. Maybe it's not. No, no. <laughs> to, to, to second to, game to, they to go, won? To go to the Sweet 16, it was – they beat Georgia in the opening round because I was at school. I was in high school still, and we were listening it was, to it in the radio. It was, we it was, it was, it was. Con- they were, they were considered to be an arch enemy, but not, uh, not just in. Our they lost conference. to Providence in the Sweet Sixteen. Yes, exactly. But that. I don't remember and who that, they that one. I remember because we had a huge bet with a radio station in Providence, and they were assholes. And Providence upset Duke to get to that game. So we had, we were. That was a, a fair matchup. WPRO, was, look up WPRO and tell them I think they're assholes. <laughs> Still after twenty years. Anyway, this week uh, yeah, Saturday. Yeah, go ahead and email them. Saturday uh, is going to be a big day at the arena. So. That'll be fun at the arena. Okay, and tonight Circus on Ice at Chattanooga Convention Center starts at four o'clock, goes to six thirty. That's fun. That's fun for the kids. You gonna go? Yeah. Now they, now they, now Circus on Ice and I Sports. <laughs> no, and I Sports aficionado. Thursday night. This you want to see Krusty this... the Clown out there with the <laughs> hey kids? <laughs> I would have gone to this, but I don't have tickets. Uh, Thursday night uh, is an evening with Drew and Ellie Holcomb at the Walker Theater. Seven, the 7 p.m. and 9.30 p.m. The local artist that uh, is behind Moon River. Moon River, yeah. Illinois, that's who they beat thank you. in the second round. Yeah, thank you. Thank you very much. G- good research and flying fingers over there. <laughs> I, I, that's all I, I got. I, I, really I went to the Mardi Gras ball I was uh, say, last weekend. M- you know, we're we're we're, we're on Fat excellent. Tuesday now, but of course, most of the people had their parties beforehand. Yeah. So it's, you can't have them afterwards because you're all Catholic, right? So you're all you've sworn off all these these horrible things, meat mm-hmm. and alcohol, and all the rest of these things. You people actually party and do this stuff, right? You're all you're all believers. Fat At Tuesday. Quality Tire Pros. We look forward <laughs> to keeping you on the road in 2022. If your ride is running as rough as the past two years have been, stop in today. Let us check it out. For a quality ride and one you can count on, we carry great tire brands like Michelin. No matter what you drive or where you've driven, Michelin has a tire to fit any need. Quality Tire Pros on Cherokee Boulevard. It's seltzer water, I tell you. It's seltzer water. (laughs) I guarantee you it is. Uh, One thing real quick. Um, email Doug at 630WPRO.com and tell him that Jeff thinks he's an asshole. Please do. Please do. Jeff Styles remembers we had a real bet. We had Jack Daniels and Ribs ready to go. And they... they I say, what's Providence got to offer? Cohogs. Cohogs. Okay. I mean, that literally... Those what is that? Horrible tasting big mussels that are like clams or oysters only they're giant and because they're so big they're meaty and chewy and nobody really likes them and so they they were betting us cohogs how big they're the size of a platter and and like like okra 
If when you when you pick it and it's small and tender, it's delicious. Yeah. When you let it get big, it just it loses everything. Yeah. The consistency is terrible. Yeah, Cohogs and some sort of local brew. I'm trying to remember Pro- Providence. Is that Rhode, I- Rhode Island? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 And then we literally had it had and we we sent it. We sent the the, the Jack Daniels and the ribs. We put them on dry ice and we shipped it up there. Never heard anything from them. We did this big build up beforehand. And uh, the bitch that was on the air with him that morning said, are y'all wearing shoes? I went, oh, we have never heard that before. Yeah. You stupid Yankee. C word. All right. So, Excuse me? Yeah. All right. Uh, I'm going to start with the PSA. <laughs> Hamilton County EMS Pimps is Corner. currently hiring. So if you have the skills, uh, you can um, complete a written test, skill, skill lab, and physical ability test. Blood is um, the red stuff inside your skin. Yeah, I'm you glad could, you brought that up. Actually, yeah, it's important. Um, we need those. Yeah. The, the EMS is desperate for work. They really, yeah, staffers. They really people. need the staff. So they, they need hands. If that's on. something that you can do. Go apply for it. Um, also, I watched Inventing Anna. Do you have you heard of this on Netflix? Yes, the huh. one about the uh, woman a, who completely faked her entire life, yeah. and it stars uh, it stars our girl from it, Ozark. It stars uh, uh, Julia Garner. Who oh. is uh, who plays Ruth, Ruth. in, in yeah. Ozark? Yeah, and uh, it's about the fake German heiress whose name was she faked it all. She was nobody. She faked everything. Wow. She ended up going on a on a, a photo shoot for Vanity Fair. She had she had gotten that high up in the ranks of social the socialites. <laughs> wow. And she had a huge entourage, and they were overseas at like um, I think the Riviera or something like that. Ran up a almost three quarters of a million dollars worth of bills and then said oh my cards aren't working yeah vanity fair can you pick this up they had to pick up the tab right and she and she that's how bold she was or she'd say uh my i don't have my cards my father's gonna wire me money you know will you take will you take an international wire transfer Mm -hmm. anyway she went to jail how does she do with a role other than the only one that we've got her in mind for I mean, she's the young blonde, to. curly-haired girl in Ozark. Yeah, who's that is the star phenomenal. of the show. Yeah, um, she's outstanding. She nailed this girl's accent. Wow! Well, uh, you know, cross between Russian and German. Well, how have you know? It was it was yeah. good. She was in one of my favorite movies called Electric Children. Mm. I've never freaking, heard of that movie. Oh, you'd love it. It's a great movie. It's I think it may be one of her first actually, but she plays a. Uh, girl from a fundamentalist Mormon community who mysteriously falls pregnant and goes on this journey of self-discovery in uh, Las Vegas. It's I'd really like good. to see it. I will, I'll go ahead and give you guys the update, too. I am now into the fourth season. I will have it binged by the time the new episodes come out. Go ahead. You really need to get to that last episode. I, I promise you I will. Then and you'll uh, understand what I sent you with the dog. Yeah. Okay. Oh, and the okay. new Attack on Titan was very good, by the way. Um, in honor of the day after Valentine's Day, Idaho Potato Commission has turned its signature crop into a limited edition potato perfume. Oh, for Yes. It's called Fritz by Idaho. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> and it smells like french fries. Oh, my gosh. Chocolate that tastes like fried chicken uh-huh. and hot sauce. And perfume that smells perfume like that smells french like potatoes. fries. Oh, my God. This is the kind of thing that makes me think maybe Marx was right. <laughs> you know, I'm like, maybe we have gone too but far before, before you hit the music for the next thing when she gets through, let me come back to that. Because okay. there was another commercial last night that had such a strange twist. It was disconcerting go ahead the perfume sells for a dollar 89 so oh, okay. yeah it's, you so know you can cheap. you can bathe in it um <laughs> 
this is I thought was interesting. Last week, uh, police in New Zealand tried to disperse the anti-vaxxers who were, you know, protesting outside Parliament by blasting them with sprinklers, followed by <laughs> Barry Manilow. No. Yes. Yeah. On a loop. I thought about you. On a loop. No. I thought about you. This is their torture. This is their torture device I, I after like these guys. Is they they're I blasting can't them with. I do you. like oh, the Mandy. <laughs> I wish you would cut me off, oh Mandy. How was it any surprise that Barry Manilow turned out to be, you know, gay? And it didn't surprise me. It didn't surprise me either, but everyone acted shocked when the news Anyway, everybody was shocked back in those days. Evidently, this tactic did not work. They stayed. They, yeah. they all started singing along. Yeah. Uh, oh, Mandy. <laughs> you, know, you know that song's about a dog, right? Yeah, yeah. I didn't know that. That, that's, yeah, that lets you know. That should have been clue one right there. <laughs> Mandy's not a girl. It's a dog. <laughs> all right. Uh, <laughs> we can move along. I, I just I just going to say one of the other commercials last night. There were three of them in all, and I was very confused because it was the same spokeswoman for another set of commercials that was going on, uh, Legal Betting, and, and she was Lady Luck. I can't think of her name now. She was She's in all those uh, Waiting for Guffman and, and oh, uh, you know, Best of Shows. Movies. What, whatever that blonde uh, actress name is, Buxom, sort of matronly. Oh, Jennifer. Whatever her Jennifer, name is. Jennifer, I can't think of her And so it name. was for the uh, Uber Eats and on the 22nd of this month, 222, Uber Not Eats is coming out, and they will be delivering other items that right. are not, you know, food. And so the idea was, you know, all of these different, you know, celebrities, A-list, B-list celebrities, quick cameos of them getting Uber stuff and then eating non-edible items because that's just what they're used to doing, whatever comes in an Uber sack, I guess. And so they're eating paintbrushes and styrofoam, Uber and then sack. and it's all these different people that you somewhat recognize and some you do. Jennifer Coolidge. And there's a quick shot of Gwyneth Paltrow, a lister for sure, right? And what is she opening up in her Uber Don't Eats package? Please Sex don't be, toy. Not a candle, please. Yes, don't a candle. it's a candle. <laughs> no. And you can see the name of the candle. She's got one word covered up. This candle smells like my, and she's got her thumb on it. And then she takes a big bite of it. Tell me, now you know how to fill in the word, right? Yeah. Yes. And so that that was one thing. That was kind of funny, grin-inducing. But then when she put it in her mouth and took a bite of it, I went, that's twisted. She's open-minded. That's awfully twisted. Um, She's also very limber. There's such a thing. She <laughs> if, she can, if she can go there. There's such a thing as too open-minded. That's a little bit too. I was too busy watching football. I didn't see Chattanooga Drive-In Show. I don't think it's too open-minded. Tri-State Regions Drive-In. You drive guys need to chill. Theater of the Mind featuring the voice of our city's morning commute for three decades, at least until I get canceled for the 17th year. <laughs> Jeff Styles of the Y, that's me. Uh, Pim Jen Lambert, Russell the Love Muscle Stratting. All these things have sexual connotations to them. Brian Buck Hardwood Stone. Oh. I'm passing on my name to him. <laughs> That's why I'm you not call using me that. it anymore. <laughs> I get it now. <laughs> and there you go. This is Russell the Love Muscles little corner. Jim gets her corner, and Russell gets his muscle flex. All right. Well, I'm gonna be. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna be. <laughs> Never mind. I'm gonna be quick. <laughs> no. Ah, yeah. No sexual innuendo there. No. I was going to make a joke, but I won't. <laughs> I've reached my quota, I think. She said there wasn't. It just, never mind. Nothing. Did you know that Time for Taiji with Chris <laughs> Campbell has been providing workplace wellness programs since the year 2000? He successfully implemented 
Stress management programs for the home office employees of Home Depot, Kimberly Clark, Gwinnett County, and Bell South Corporations, to name just a few. We all need to de-stress, take a step back from the craziness and anxiety we're surrounded by. Time for Taiji with Chris Campbell provides Taiji tools to use to release stress, prevent prevent headaches and migraines and sleepless nights from happening while bringing a positive change to employees' demeanor and morale. Contact Chris Campbell, 423-821-8947, or email him, chris at timefortaiji.com. That's T-A-I-J-I.com. He has two in-person campuses and Zoom classes, too, if you're uh, averse to uh, uh, individual contact like myself. This is a story from the IcelandReview.com. has nothing to do with Russia because um, I don't know what's going to happen over the next couple of days. Uh, by the time you listen to this, you know, things could be completely different. One thing I will say very quickly about Ukraine is that, uh, like you talked about a little bit earlier, uh, President Biden ordered all U.S. personnel to leave, leave as soon as possible. All right, now he this- He didn't beat around the bush. No, he didn't beat around the bush at all. <clears throat> I doubt we're going to see an Iceland, not Iceland, a Kiev um, airlift anytime no. soon. Um, this is interesting, though, because I think it, it sort of proves the point that um, activists like myself and a couple of others have been talking about for a long time. Jen's going to hate this. Um, two people were shot in uh, Reykjavik, Iceland, on Saturday night. Uh, this happened just uh, uh, two days after two other people were shot in Grafarvognir, Graf uh, which is a neighborhood in the outskirts of the city. Highly unusual. Highly unusual because now... You, to the surprise of many people, uh, firearms are actually very common in Iceland because of the threat of polar bears. Polar bears are a little bit of a, a problem in Iceland. There's other wildlife they have to worry about. So, uh, like bears are in the Smokies. Yeah, it's, know, polar bears are much more aggressive. It's not too uncommon to see uh, people on snowmobiles with rifles on their back because it's just a smart thing to do. Um, but they're usually not used for anti-personnel purposes. They're used for you know anti-bear, anti. -bear, anti reindeer i guess you know anti things that will kill you purposes um but the weapons in question here may have been involved in organized crime and that's where things get interesting and also may have been according to the early uh, reports 3d printed aha uh -huh. so that adds an interesting new angle to it and in fact we saw not too long ago a couple of days ago 3d printed weapons being used in shootings in new zealand there was one in auckland australia and there was one uh foiled in isle of man i auckland think auckland is not in australia in auckland is in new zealand yeah i'm sorry yep. it was um brisbane australia there you go. oh well that's my hometown yeah so there was a shooting there as well and i've seen a couple of pictures of like their labs where they put them together mm -hmm. and they're really crude but it works um, so it, I guess, sort of proves the point that uh, you can't stop it, I guess. Uh, but the police shut down all websites that sell what they're calling firearms parts. Uh, I'm not sure what exactly that entails. And they say also that uh, police in Iceland do not carry guns as part of their standard equipment, although the police force does have a special armed unit to respond to situations involving firearms, kind of like how the UK does. Uh, in the UK, their regular old police officers don't carry guns, uh, but they have what they call uh, firearms officers, which do. Uh, they say there was a survey among police officers, and we know that both the public and the government are of the opinion that general law enforcement officers do not need to be armed. Um, so 
the whole point of mentioning that is number one to just get away from talking about Ukraine because we've been talking about it for so long and number two um, I just think it's kind of interesting that it's proliferating so quickly we've seen 3d printed firearms being used a lot in Burma where they need to be used because the people there were were disarmed by their authoritarian government and now there's a full-blown civil war going on between the people who uh, jailed Aung San Suu Kyi you may remember that and the populace who want her freed uh, and so they've had to use 3D printed guns to, to fight against the government. Uh, so 3D printed guns are here to stay, and it doesn't appear that there's really anything that could be done about it. And that's pretty much all I got. Mountains looking at each other because I took up so much time during the editorial segment today, and we're going to be running out of time here very quickly. I'm not going to tell a big story, but I am going to just add something. Hmm. First of all, thank you to RC2 Realty Solutions. RC2RealtySolutions.com. Go there, get the information. If you're wanting to sell, renovate, buy property, invest, especially if you have a distressed property you would like some help with, having it flipped for you or just getting out from under it, get in touch with Robin. Robin Ring, Robin with a Y, Ring. Uh, Jack Hanna, I'm just going to go back on something you just said about the polar bears. Hmm. Uh, I wasn't going to say anything, but, but Jack Hanna was on with me a couple of times uh, in my career. The first time he came in, I, I mean, it was a, it was a big deal. It was like the first time I met, you know, uh, Michael Cousteau. Mm -hmm. You know, people who were just heroes of mine. You know, as a as a as a young man growing up, and he had Jacques. The, I, uh, no, no, Jacques was already dead. Oh, uh, my his, his 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 sons son? and grandsons. I've met all of them virtually cool. at this point. But Michael was the one that was the most that was the closest to his dad and was on the calypso. Mm -hmm. But Jack Hanna was one. I mean, Mutual of Omaha's Wild Kingdom, you yeah. know? And, uh, I mean, that he was huge. He's a big deal. And, of course, he still is. He's on Saturday morning, you know, TV everywhere in the country. Yeah. Yeah, from the Cleveland Zoo and, you know, travels all over the place. And he said there are only three animals on the on the planet that he's truly frightened of. And he plays this part, of course, kind of like, you know, our Steve Irwin did. You know, Steve Irwin was always in control of the situations until he wasn't. Um, you know, and it always looked like he was putting himself on danger's edge, mm -hmm. and he was frightened. The crocodile, yeah, crocky die, crikey, you know, and jumping <laughs> yeah. up in trees, you yeah. know, avoiding yeah. you know Sumatran lizards or mm -hmm. whatever they were. And uh, but and Jack does that too. He kind of comes off like a big goofus, but he's actually one of the world's leading explorers and uh, whatever you know his job titles are. He knows animals. He said there's only three that will consistently stalk and kill human beings. Three. You know, and he said, a tiger shark is a man-eater. Mm -hmm. If you're in the water with a tiger shark and it decides it's going to come after you, you've got a problem on your hands. They will eat you where other sharks, including great whites and bulls, will tend to bite and let go because you're not their food source. Tiger sharks don't care. And they will make a, their deep water sharks, they will make a pass or two, and then they'll come in for the kill and you will not survive. Saltwater crocodiles, everybody knows that. American alligators, you could just about walk across their back if you wanted to. I wouldn't advise it. They are placid. Mm. They can't eat you quickly. They have to kill you and then stuff you into a tree stump somewhere in the swamp until you rot. Then they'll come back and eat you later on if you're still there. So it's not really a good food source for them, but polar bears. He said he was more terrified of polar bears than anything else on the planet, and he'd mm -hmm. been up there many times. He said they will stalk you for days, yep. and they are remarkably clever. And unlike grizzlies, Kodiaks, blacks and browns, and every other koalas and, and pandas, every other kind of bear, they will 
come at you because they see you as a walking food source, your meat. Yeah. And they're the only one of the Ursine family that does that. And of course, I think you've probably all heard this little anecdote. They're so smart when they're basically stalking, they get down in the snow and they cover up their black nose with snow mm. so you can't see them. Yeah. They're smart. Yeah. And he said, and they are they're just absolutely tenacious. It's because, horrifying. I mean, in the, in the Arctic, if they see a food source, they're not going to let it go. No, no, They no. can't afford to say, wait, we'll wait for the next one to come by. Yeah. Just figured I'd throw that in there, a little jackhammer fact for you. Things to avoid. And animals. polar bears are not native to Iceland, but if you're in the northern areas of Iceland, they're known as vagrant animals. They will yeah, they, show they, up. they wander across the bridges. Yeah, and uh, you don't want to be in their path. Or they come over on ice flows. Yeah. Tennessee American Water Company providing quality water to the Chattanooga community since 1887. At the end of every pipe, there's a family counting on them to provide clean, safe, reliable water, and they do. I know you saw Daphne at the uh, Mardi Gras. We did. We had a lot of fun. She is a lot we of fun. We danced together. All right. Uh, the 50 states, I got the rant today, too. Do we have time for the rant today, or should we hang on to it? Uh, we could wait on, on it for tomorrow. We can wait on it to tomorrow. All right, we're, well, we're while we're against. waiting. Well, I'll just do the 50 states. Hang on. Okay. Birthplace of the Mardi Gras kicked off its first real carnival celebration since pre-pandemic 2020 on Friday night as the Condé Cavaliers rolled through the streets of Mobile, or- Alabama. Oregon. Mobile, yeah. Alabama. Uh, the season's first big parade. No, that was a different group of people rolling through the streets. Oh. Atlanta, Georgia. City's leaders are rethinking plans to install a statue representing a Native American man who has been lauded as a co-founder of Georgia. Uh, Chief Tomachichi's actions and criticism that the Muscogee Creek Nation had not been consulted. See, that's the thing: is if you honor one chief from one tribe, you honor them you're, all. you're honoring the the murderers of another tribe. Oh, I see. What the you mean. Creeks <laughs> are not necessarily down with the Seminoles yeah. or you know the Cherokee. Never really yeah. thought about it that way. Do sure they still are. hold a grudge? Yeah. Yes. Oh. Oh yes. The Creek were tougher, but the Cherokee were smarter. Like if we have a meeting with you know Chancellor uh, Olaf Scholz, it's not like well you know. There was Hitler 70 years ago. You yeah. don't really think about I, it like I, that. I told my, you know, I've said it before, Bowden, my little hometown, was the last land ceded by the Creeks. They were they were a tenacious bunch, and they don't want this guy to be honored. So okay. uh, Raleigh, North Carolina, the state Supreme Court, this is important, overturned the robbery conviction of a black man on Friday. That's the first time that has ever happened in the state Supreme Court hmm. in North Carolina. They have never overturned the conviction of an African-American um, a man, and so it's been a man virtually every single time that the cases have come up. So kind of a big deal there. And Memphis, Tennessee, I mentioned to you guys, I watched the movie Muscle Shoals, mm-hmm. the documentary Muscle Shoals, and I learned a lot. That's excellent. I thought I knew pretty much everything there was to know about Muscle Shoals, but I didn't. There were several things that I was unaware of, but I mean, I I didn't know, A, maybe I'm an idiot, I didn't know that's where the the state slogan and license tag that came from, the stars fell on Alabama, was from that period of time in the 50s and 60s when they became the recording capital of the world. Because every major music star on the planet wanted that Muscle Shoals sound, the Swampers, that greasy, slinky, sexy rhythm that all those old white country boys put together. 
Yeah, I knew that. I didn't know about the terminology of the I didn't know that. Slogan, I, 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 I thought Stars Fell in Alabama was like from some poem back in the 1700s yeah, or I something. Yeah, it would be like a meteor shower. I honestly I think it would be know. an Alabama the band song. Well, I mean, and they were they were so late in coming. I mean, Skinner, you know, started there. And, I mean, Greg Allman started out. So Dwayne Allman started there uh, with Hey Jude, invented Southern Rock with Wilson Pinkett. But go back to Memphis and Stax. And the Bulldog, the Bulldog, Howard Grimes, a drummer that was in the Stax, uh, you know, uh, recording studio band, Sessions player for years and years and years, passed away over the course of the weekend, and he played with virtually everybody. What did you have, Dawn? I'm sorry. Just a very quick thank you to Jason Armstrong, owner of American Exotic Guitars. He is the true definition of local artist, musician, craftsman, uh, and will make a gorgeous, ergonomically correct to you guitar made out of all kinds of fancy woods if you'd like to reach jason directly you can email him at american exotic guitars at gmail.com or you can check out his work at american exotic guitars.com or on facebook instagram etc i do and and we're on music this is a great segue i didn't do this on purpose you know planning is for dollars but um musical um top of the pops here i want to thank Bill Ramsey, and I guess Bill Ramsey, a two-part full-page article about two books. One we've already talked about, Hello Chattanooga, by our friend David Carroll, mm-hmm. who is about all the famous people that have visited Chattanooga. That doesn't interest me anywhere near as much as Rock Concert by Mark Myers, well-known rock writer. But um, he basically has put together a com- a compendium, 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 compilation, yeah, uh, of essentially. Every major town in America is their concert history. And mm-hmm. he has Chattanooga in there. Cool. And of course, I saw Kiss at the Roundhouse in the year 2000. I stayed for three songs. I had front row seats and left because I was so mortified at Gene Simmons' pasty ass being in front of my face. He wore a G-string <laughs> and chaps with nothing else. Nice. I, I, I couldn't believe he That's did. attractive. And, and he had an old man's butt <laughs> sagging there. And I mean, white as the moon. And I just literally could not even concentrate on the music. And I went and gave my tickets to some listeners uh, back in the back. Um, Also, people don't believe this, but Springsteen played here right before he went meteoric and played to less than 1,000 people. Now, you will find 57,000 people who say they were at that concert. Yeah, I like the sex But it was in 1976, and that was the only time he ever came here Hmm. because by the time he, you know, came back around again, he was doing arenas. Yeah. I forgot that I had seen Tina Turner. How does that happen? Well, because it was in 1985 when I was still young, single, flying hang gliders every day, and going to concerts was just something I did. Yep. And Tina Turner was in the middle of this huge career comeback. Of course, Private Dancer and all the stuff that came with it in the MTV age. I had just completely forgotten that I was at that show until I saw it listed here. Uh, I was there when Prince played in 1998. They gave no notice that he was coming. His tour was supposed to start in this town on this day, and he did a warm-up show at the Memorial, mm-hmm. the Memorial Auditorium, and, and Prince. And I, I, I went down, and it, I, I can't tell you how much I enjoyed that show. It just solidified the fact that he was a rock god. And so I'll go back to the one little tidbit here. Hendrix played in Chattanooga. Oh, 
Really? 1964 with Sam Cooke. Mm. He was part of Jackie Wilson and Sam Cooke's band, Mm. backing band. Wow. A young Jimi Hendrix in 1964. And the Who who played here in 67. Yeah. Yeah. He was still still an an airborne ranger on the payroll. Does it say where they played? No, it doesn't, as a matter of fact. Uh, There's only a couple places memorial. we it was, could it was memorial. memorial. It was a memorial. It was a memorial. And the Who in 67, that would have been a nice show. Billy Joel was here, too. Yeah, Billy Joel was here, and Elton John was here. I mean, we've had a bunch of, bunch of big names. Yeah. But uh, I, I hear people all the time say, Springsteen never played here, and he did. It just nobody went. Nobody knew who he was. It was before the hype. So that was the Top of the Pops today, brought to you by the Sports Barn, with three locations in our town and getting people in shape and keeping them in shape since 1979. Anything that has to do with your physical fitness, they've got it down pat at the sports barn. Um, y'all remember that? Speaking of just prove how flaky. I, I, I sat here that day and I went brain dead trying to think of the company name. Vocker. Oh, Vocker. One of the biggest companies in our region. Huge employers. Yeah, and yeah. I couldn't come up with either the name of the company or the, the the substance they worked with. Well, Walker spelled Walker. Walker. Right? Walker. Yeah. 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 And there's a there's a I've got a chunk about this size, actually bigger, sitting on top of my speaker, you know, along with the White Cliffs of Dover, which we talked about with Fred the Brit the other day. And there's this write up in the Sunday paper in the Times Free Press about Walker has shifted its thing to completely computer chips now that's mm-hmm. not where they started they started with solar cells right and they use this polycarbonate uh polysilicon and in its purest form this is the way it comes out and that's the rock i've got sitting there but they turn it into of course semiconductors yep. and so it's a big deal for the company up in charleston and i can't believe that i actually blanked out on the name of that company and what it was it was a big deal when he gave it to me. He goes, that's worth a lot of money i went really put it in my pocket here. <laughs> totally right i got that <laughs> silver rock I got that silver rock and that gold rock. And I got that shiny thing over there. I don't oh, know you mean the thing that powers all of modern life? <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. You'd you be the person to just stick it on top of your fridge and be like, huh. Yeah, that's where it is. It's, it's, it's up there. It's, it's behind the, the, the little, you know, alabaster angel and some other, you know, uh, dream catcher or something oh like that. Who knows? A coyote skull. Yeah. And more than likely. I, I'll grant you there's a bone up there somewhere of some kind that meant something to me when I picked it up. All right. Chattanooga Drive-In Show. Uh, one thing I'll be doing is speaking in front of the Chamber of Commerce oh. on the 3rd or the 4th. I believe the 4th of the next fourth. month. Yeah, It's that Thursday. And uh, looking forward to it. They actually have a, a startup thing going on. And they've got different companies that can do different five-minute pitches. And they asked me to do it. I said, heck yeah. Well, don't I, pick any of the clips that will get you canceled, you know. I... Like I'll have to. I'll, I think I'll have to carefully construct a clip. I don't want to, you know, be be false about it. But I'm, you know, if they, I, I will, I will make them interested enough to listen. And if I get if I get that many people listening, surely three quarters of them will advertise, and we can basically just sit back on our, you know, heels for the rest of our lives. We'll just never do a show again. <laughs> no, no. Once we have sponsors, we have a reason to show up. I mean, oh, yeah. more sponsors, more money, more money, more problems. They say, let's test that. I've never been able to test it before. I don't I'm know that ready. that's true. I don't I'm have ready. no problems. More money, more problems. Yeah, you ain't got no money. 